0: Well, welcome to our session two on coaching, and today our topic is on listening and appreciative inquiry. And we're going to unpack that, Um, but first we wanted to hear a little bit about uh, your homework assignment. And this is something that we talked about yesterday, that the more you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, It's kind of learning a new style, and for some it felt like putting tape over the mouth, to actually listen to another person, but, um, but it does become easier and easier, and I think that you will see as you experience coaching that you, you reach people heart to heart. Madeline Hamlin has um, designed a beautiful display that I hope that you saw as you came in today. Please take a look as you go out. Uh, this is a very winsome way to do a, um, a refreshment table. Uh, this was, uh, the Jackson Church, uh, during the Unlock Revelation. They had this display and served these foods. We had a handout yesterday. If you did not receive a handout yesterday and you would like one, we need you to sign the, um, the uh, clipboard in the back, and we can email you one. I think that we used up all the ones that we had yesterday. Uh, Madeline, right now, is passing out one of the samples that is used uh, one of the evenings, uh, and it. Do you remember what it's called, Vicky? Uh, what is it called, Madeline? Energy bars. energy bars. Okay, and this is one of the favorites. Is these energy bars. And every evening on the table, she would ha- provide some kind of an infused water. Do you know what infused water is? Yes. And it looks like we have mint. And then a hot drink, some hot herb tea, and whole fresh fruit, and then maybe one or two other small items. So we hope that that gives you some ideas of what you can do, uh, with a refreshment table. Okay. The next, the next, uh, that we are doing is Vicki has a, a devotional for us before we get into our topic tonight on listening.
1: We are glad that you are here today and uh, how many of you were at Dr. DeRose's uh, session last time? We're blessed by that. Now we're learning how to communicate these things to help people achieve long-term success. It's like Jackie Gleason said, the second day of a diet is the best because by then you're done with it. So we, we don't have any problem we don't have any problem convincing people of things. But long-term success is a whole different matter, isn't it? And there's just a combination of physical, mental, spiritual resources that that person needs to pull together to be able to move forward. And um, so I'm going to have a, a short devotional with you uh, to just share a couple of thoughts as we open today, so let's bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this wonderful time. You, you are all about relationship and communication and truth. You are the God of truth, and you have promised your children wisdom. And that is what we are asking for today, because when we learn how to listen and work with others, we are... Uh, becoming more self-forgetful, and uh, and we can be used powerfully by you. And this is what we want, Lord. And so I pray that you'd work with each of us. You know uh, the weak spots in our walls. You know what we need to shore up and what needs to be dialed down. Uh, and it's different for each of us. So uh, we just pray that that beautiful, sculpting work of your Spirit will be operational in each heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, the Bible says... I love this in Proverbs 25, verse 11, it says, a word fitly spoken, fitly spoken, an appropriate word is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Isn't that a beautiful illustration? Now the word coaching, as as Evelyn said this this afternoon, coaching is is not being an expert role in the expert role that's already happened you've already had a program and now people are motivated they're inspired they're educated now they want to move forward how can we slip into the helper role coaching is not therapy some uh, folks are have been afraid of the word coaching because it has there is a whole secular variety out there that is infused with uh, spiritualistic and new age chrome that we obviously do not want to have any part of as Christians, amen? But uh, are there principles that are biblical of communication that we we need to know? And if they are biblical, then they are truth, and they belong to God, just like the rainbow belongs to God, um, uh, so do these beautiful communication principles belong to God, amen? So what we want to do is discover those. So what I'm going to do in my short... Uh, presentation this, this afternoon is I want to address Christian versus secular coaching. There are many differences between Christian and secular coaching programs. Many, many differences. but the primary difference is the underlying foundation. Secular coaching is humanistic and it relies on the client's self-imposed or self-described goals. Christian coaching is Christ-centered. Within Christian coaching, there is a three-way relationship between client, coach, and Holy Spirit. Amen? Secular coaching involves a two-way relationship between coach and client. Many Christians have found it frustrating to work with secular programs because of the high infiltration of New Age philosophies. You will not find those philosophies in our Christian coaching program this week. And if if you detect any of those fleas, please come and tell us, and we will eradicate them. A Christian coach will come alongside of others to help them find God's plan for moving forward in identified areas of challenge or improvement. Is that something that you've ever had happen in your life? Have you ever had a Christian friend or pastor help you identify and set a goal for some area of progress that you want to make in your life? Has that ever happened to you? Was that a good thing? Did it help you? All right, good. We, we a Christian coach will um, help their client learn to apply the relevant truths that are relevant to their situation, their life, their circumstance. I don't want to teach someone how to be a speaker if their life work is librarian. So you know what's relevant to them. So uh, learn to apply the relevant truths of mental, physical, and spiritual health to their current, everyday life situations. Are they isolated? Are they crowded? Do they make time with people or away from people? Do they eat, uh, you know, what is their diet? What's available? Are they in the inner city and they need to find access to vegetables? What are the challenges that each person faces? It's different for everyone. And we want to help them cultivate the presence of God, the presence of God as their source of strength Encouragement and wisdom in all endeavors in life. Amen. I want to share a, a statement, two statements from our high calling. One of them is on the presence of God. And I think it's so beautiful. And I want this to be so real in my my own life so that I can so that I can be that example to those that are with me. I I, I have to work very hard at leaving all of my thoughts and instructions at the door when I'm sitting listening with someone. Some people do this very easily. It's very natural for them. For others, it really is a discipline, but it's a good discipline, don't you think? Um, With eternal realities in view, we will habitually cultivate thoughts of the presence of God. That's what I call an attitudinal discipline. An attitudinal discipline. We're operating from what we know and not what we feel. Isn't that a great thing? Feelings are really overrated. Um, And so we have nuclear power under our noses. And I want to inspire people with the same hope that God inspires me with when I'm in his word. Amen? This will be a shield against the incoming of the enemy. It will give strength and assurance and lift the soul above fear. Breathing in the atmosphere of heaven, we will not be breathing the malaria of the world and the, the malaria of failure, the malaria of discouragement, the malaria of, I can't do this, it's never been done, everybody in my family has it, we're all obese, the, the, the mother, father, kids, cousins, cat, dog, turtle, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, breathing in the atmosphere of heaven, we will not be breathing the malaria of the world and discouragement. We will not remain in the darkened cellar But come up into the upper chambers where every window that looks toward heaven is open and catches the bright beams of the sun of righteousness. Higher than the highest thought is God's ideal for you and me. Isn't that just amazing? I mean, God is in the business of recovering train wrecks. Amen? Amen. And, and you may think you have a long way to go, but just look where you've come from. You may think the trip up is hard, but the trip down's a lot faster and a lot more furious. Uh, I, our high calling, Kindle version. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my last statement here, and I, and, and I'll give you a couple of catchphrases. You can look it up, and you'll find it. Okay encouraging hopeful words, this is not platitudes, this isn't flattery, this isn't being unrealistic, this isn't being a simpleton, but it's finding that door of hope, helping people find the door of hope in their own lives. Encouraging hopeful words will bring light to confused minds. Hope to the discouraged, brightening the prospect. You know, what what I love to do when, when I'm helping people set the goals in their lives that they need, even if it's increasing water or taking a few more steps every day, this is an experiment. It's not win or lose in this session, in this week together. It's win and learn, win and learn. Brightening the prospect before them, the time in which we live calls for vital, sanctified energy, earnestness, zeal, and the tenderest sympathy, you know, hugging people. And love for words that will not increase misery. Well, why didn't you go straight home? Why did you go to Pizza Hut? You know better. Yep. Yeah. But will inspire faith and hope. We are homeward bound, seeking a better country, even the heavenly. Amen? All right. Thank you. Amen. So what is coaching? How, how Did you go...
0: Out yesterday and tell somebody what you did. What did you tell them? What did we talk about? What is coaching? What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> Listening. <laughs> All right. Listening with your head and with your heart. Anybody else want to? Yes.: That was
2: yesterday first.
0: Encouraging. That would fit, even though you weren't here yesterday. You knew that. Cool. Yes. Is what inviting? Inviting someone to continue their thoughts. You know, the word actually comes from stagecoach. When it as what does a stagecoach do? Really? It takes someone from one place to the other, and that's where the word coach came from. It moves you from here to there. Um, some of the uh, different things about coaching. Uh, is intentional listening. What's intentional listening, Joanne?
3: Intentional listening. Well, when I think of that word, I think of um, really
0: making a a concerted effort
3: of putting myself aside and really focusing on this person that I'm talking to. And just like you said, focusing. Um, Not thinking about what I want to say, but what do I hear them saying, and what do I when I look at them and when I watch them, what does it seem like they're saying inside that's not really coming out of their mouth?
0: What would be a mindset of someone who was intentionally listening and wanting to be in this coaching mode? What kinds of things would you be thinking about the other? Watching their body language, good. Picking up things that you already know about them. Taking that take it in. Taking into the account of those things. Yes. Listening to what they're not saying. Oh, that's the next one. Silence. Sometimes silence feels a little bit awkward. But what does silence do? It helps us to think, doesn't it? When you have a few minutes before the words come out. The mindset of a coach also understands what's the,
3: What are the same, I think this is so cool. When you look at the word silence and you change those letters around, you have the word listen. Isn't that neat?
0: <laughs> silence. Rework those words, those letters, and it can spell listen. <laughs> yes. What are their feelings? And that, that, that takes curiosity. Sometimes we think we know what somebody's saying and thinking. But as a coach mindset, you're always asking another question to try to really understand what they're saying. And as you ask those questions and people are talking, they start to discover. You know, another way of looking at
3: curiosity is if you feel the urge to tell somebody what you think they should do, turn that around and think about how can I be curious with this thought, how can I, you know, ask my question to them in such a way as to um, maybe even help move them to uh, an important stage that would be helpful to them, rather than telling
1: them.
2: Okay, just to that point, uh,
1: sometimes feelings can muddy up an obscure conviction. So enough listening and the right questions can help a person discover what the true conviction is because we can be like lemmings running all around using feelings to avoid a a really deep conviction. And God wants us to realize what those convictions are so he can fulfill them. And we can help people to discover beyond feeling what conviction is.
0: Amen. (laughs) Uh, what What is it? to be uh to give people autonomy, what does that mean to to as a coaching mindset that people have autonomy? They are making their own decisions, and that we are in a position of realizing that everyone has free will, and when there's someone close to you and you know they're making bad decisions it's really tough to have a conversation Mm. and allow allow the free will aspect of love to come Mm -hmm. through
3: yeah sometimes I think about the story about the prodigal son and how the father really gave that son autonomy and and how hard that must have been for him but he didn't give up on him did he he was right there for
0: him And the son knew where he was. He knew how to find him when he was ready to come home. He knew that his father would accept him. Uh Uh, Reflections. Using reflections. How do reflections help in a coaching situation? They know you're listening. They know you're listening. They feel listened to, and they open up even more and discover more about themselves because they're able to talk. When we are able to voice what's going on in our head, it helps to clarify and it helps to move us through more understanding about who we are. And I remember during some hard times in my life having people who would actually listen without advice. Mm. And that was the the healing. They couldn't fix me, but it was a healing process to have someone listen and to be in that feeling with me. Um, and I, I'm sure many of you have experienced that as well. But, uh, kind of to bring it all together of some of a concept we talked about yesterday is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And this is a way to express those feelings. So our, our topic today is on appreciative inquiry.
3: I just want to say too, Evelyn, that yes. so we're, we're talking about core coaching skills. And so we're really, these are the, the, the doing skills. Yesterday we talked about being skills. Being, being meaning,
0: calm,
3: calm and, and um, the curiosity, showing empathy, um, allowing autonomy. These are, are ways that we are with people. Um, but, but right now we've been talking about doing skills. And so the three core coaching <coughs> skills, the doing skills are those, um, the, the good listening, those reflections, those open-ended questions. And, and the listening is considered the number one of those core coaching skills. And so that's why we've really spent a lot of time on that, um, yesterday and already today. We just want to really, um, just encourage all of us to, to be better listeners. Um, and so as we go along like with our practices, we'll be building on those skills and, and bringing them into a, a bigger picture of how to help somebody that's trying to make change. But But right now, really, these skills are ideal for every situation, like in the church foyer, you know, or... Uh, just just on, in, out in the
0: bathroom on my way here. This happens to Joanne all the time.
3: <laughs> I, and I use this question at church. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's so much fun. It's Joanne
0: so, is a pastor's wife.
3: <laughs> so I, I, I um, was standing in the bathroom, and this little girl, probably about 10 years old, came out. I said, hi, how are you doing? Fine. I said, hey, what, what was the best thing that happened to you today? You know? It's it's amazing when you ask people, when you just ask them how they are, it's usually like, oh, I'm fine, or, you know, and I, and they'll, they'll maybe tell you some thi- That's what I do. I complain about some things. This is the first thing that comes to my mind. But then when you go, what's the best part of your day? It switches gears. It really does. You're, you know, just watching people. And so she just brightened right up. And she said, oh, my, I think my favorite time has been to be in K-1. You know, in the kindergarten class, oh, I th- really, what do you like about that? Oh, I just love
0: taking care of those
3: little kids. And she just couldn't quit smiling.
0: Oh. And you can see it on the face, can't you? That they you brighten up. So if you're welcoming someone into church and you're shaking their hand, what's a question that you could ask somebody uh, as they come into church?
3: Just ask them that. Hey, you know, so... It, and you do have to kind of read their body language and, you know, try to decide, does it look like they're maybe not having a good day? Because you don't want to, you know, say,
0: hey, what's the best <laughs> you
2: You know, and you look like you're,
3: oh, oh get away from me.
0: <laughs> you kind of match. I've had you that happen. body language. <laughs> Speaking from experience.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: What's a blessing you had this week? Yeah, What exactly. What, what's something that is... uh Happy that's in your life right now. Yeah, yeah. What's something great that happened this week? Yes, and that's a good question. What encouraged you to come here today? We use that a lot in our health question and in our group coaching that we're going to do on Friday. Uh, That's a great one for an introduction of what was it that brought you here today? And usually it's some form of hope. Yes, and so this is a
3: perfect tie-in to what we're going to talk about next called appreciative inquiry. Appreciative
0: Inquiry. What does inquiry mean? It's a question. Appreciative. What does that mean? That you appreciate. Yes, so we're gonna focus on what is going well in a person's life. Now, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to have a conversation and ask questions to find out what people are appreciating about themselves.
3: It does something to our, different to our brains, doesn't
0: it? It builds a better brain, mm-hmm. for one. Yeah. It starts to change your physiology. Our thoughts change our physiology. What else can it do? Well, the next thing
3: is it helps us to, we could discover past successes. And so rather than focusing on All the things that didn't go well, again, that's kind of a natural thing. Oh, I should be doing this, and I know I have to do that. But if we can look at successes that we've had in the past, that will actually give us some some momentum, something to build on for changes that we're trying to make.
0: And also just looking in the past of how God has led our lives, how he has helped me in this area and this area Mm -hmm. and this area just gives me a lot of encouragement that he's not going to call me to do something that he's not going to give me the, the the resources and the energy and the, and the wisdom to do. Um, Appreciative inquiry. It also helps us to, we look at what has helped us in the past mm-hmm. that can help move us in the direction that we wanna go forward. So we're looking at uh, three different things and this is on your hand handout as well. So looking at appreciating personal values. how Tell us about that.
3: Well, a value, when you think of a value, it's something that's really important to you. Something that you, you know, are living by, or maybe something that you wish you were living by, um, something that's really a heartfelt importance to you um, like it's your purpose, your sense of purpose in life
2: so those are our guidelines.
0: values and our beliefs the the decisions that we make every day reflect our values and our beliefs, and when you value being. A great parent, you spend time with your children. When you value that relationship with God, you 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 take time to nurture that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so values, uh, and sometimes we haven't, we don't. Sometimes it's difficult just to sit down and make that list and say, okay, this is what I value. It's actually looking at our behaviors and 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 evaluating. You know what kind of values am I living with right now, and do some of those? Would I, which ones do I want to bring to the top to help us? Um, yes. Yeah.
1: So an example
2: of this uh, would be, thank you.
1: Would be someone that that Evelyn had the the blessing of just working with an amazing man uh, in the Baring Springs area who had uncontrolled diabetes. He he, his sugars were at 500, his, he had a son that committed suicide because he taught him how to drink, he, he, he was overweight, uh, out-of-control life, he came to meetings, became, got baptized. So do you think this man's value system changed? So did he now have new values that he could identify? So those new values include the sacredness of life, forgiveness, uh, straightening out his blood sugars losing weight, I mean can, can you imagine the list of new values that this man has from being dead in trespasses and sins to being forgiven and a son of God and a prince and a, you know, and this is huge but we receive all this in the form of seed and so those seeds need to be cultivated so where Evelyn had this, I mean I, I was not equipped I did not have the skills to, to, to work with this man so I I I connected uh, Evelyn with him, and Evelyn, please, please tell me how you helped him to identify, connect, and grow new values—the born-again values.
0: Finding out what makes people tick. What is it? And and many people don't understand their values until you start asking the the questions, and uh, and having this transformation of understanding just what Vicky has explained of how much God loves us and the price He paid and how valuable a relationship, God values this relationship with his people. That changes, that can change everything. Um, it, from, from what you eat for breakfast <laughs> to how you encounter uh, the people that, in your life. So yeah, and guilt, everything. And so the value and belief system is huge can values and beliefs be changed obviously we know that's true how are they changed we believe what we say to ourselves all day long and sometimes we're playing tapes that aren't true but we believe them and so when we start telling ourselves the truth because of information we're learning, that relationship with God, then that begins to change our belief system. It changes our value system, and we start to behave differently because of our value system. So pulling out, so this appreciative inquiry will help to clarify values and belief systems so that it encourages people to make to move forward and make those changes that they want
3: can you see how that
0: really getting in touch with with, you
3: know as i really delve in and understand my values can you see how it would make it easier to make a change you know rather than just um you know learning something and then making a a goal setting a step here that this is what i'm going to do differently if I don't connect with why it really
0: matters to me. you're not. Uh, you're, uh, Vicki said that it's not about feelings, it's about truth. Yeah. And the that's exactly where we want to go. Tomorrow we're going to talk about setting goals, and they're going to be specific. But when the value and belief system has been understood and we know where we're going, then it makes all the difference in getting there. So understanding the purpose, having that, what we called yesterday, the generative moment, that, aha, yes, this is where I want to go, this is what I want, and and that can be uncovered by asking questions and being an intentional listener. Yes? I, a, I
2: think a perfect example of it, uh, your, 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 your DVD, the ministry's
0: An example is the ministry DVD.
2: That yeah, They showed you interviewing the woman. Yeah. Well, thing of it is... The there was a DVD
0: shown. Him, yes.
2: The more he didn't realize how excited he was mm-hmm. until he started asking few things. And, and
0: so asking questions generates yeah, so excited
2: the excitement. What he had accomplished then, Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's a very good example. Now, if in your case, like you said, um, that you would have said to him, um, think of what you've learned on improving your health, I think that would have made him more upset about what he did to his son by teaching him oh. to drink and you know, that would you were, you wouldn't be pointing out his mistake, but you would have thought, Yeah, and I didn't know it then. I should have told my son then. And so the difference was that you you know pointed out to you him know, what he had, had done and he got real excited he didn't realize, Hey, I really have done this and I feel so good about it and it's making me happy. When
0: you when you ask questions uh that are directed toward pulling out the values and beliefs and the, the positive qualities, it gets people excited yes, and it moves them.
2: Being great.
0: more curious. Okay. When you're asking more curiosity questions, you can generate even more enthusiasm right. because people go deeper. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you for that example.
3: So, we're seeing the value here of this appreciative inquiry, we're seeing the value of pulling out people's strengths but again you you know it's just kind of human nature when we are trying to make change in our lives and we didn't do it the way we thought we should have we we're, we're going to start out wanting to be negative and so and so you're what you're wanting to be able to do is to develop those skills of of kindly and you know respectfully um asking them Well, I can, you know, I hear that it, you had some struggle there, but let's talk about what went well here. What did you, what do you know more about yourself than what you knew before? Somehow to, 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 you know, graciously turn that around rather than just, and I've said this before, let's not talk about the negative stuff first, let's talk about something positive, you know, like, oh! (laughs) So, you know, find a way to do it gently and, and kindly. But that's what you really want to do is to turn that conversation around. So um, do we want to move to the next one? Well, we were, let's talk okay. about those. Oh, yeah. So those were some examples there of um, a value is that I want to be a good example, maybe to my children. Is that a
0: value that you have? Mm-hmm.
3: I want to live with balance or, or honoring God. You know, that's, that's a very common big um, value. As you, as you understand
0: that your body is a temple, Of the Holy Spirit when I learned that as a new Seventh-day Adventist Mm. I was studying dietetics at the time and when I heard this message the complete message this physical mental spiritual and I and I began to ponder and I still don't understand it fully but it is such an honor to be a temple of the Holy Spirit oh my how do I take care of this temple, it makes all the difference in the choices that I make every
2: day. Yeah. yeah.
3: So the next one we're going to talk about are this are these character
0: strengths. So we talk. we need to say be healthy for for grandchildren. Oh, yes. I, I I got three grandchildren in ten months,
2: and I'm getting
0: <laughs> twins in December. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that means a lot to me right there. So
3: <laughs> that is a value for you is to be healthy for the grandchildren. Absolutely.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So the second for appreciative inquiry is focusing on strengths. Everybody
2: is it? Everybody? You think everybody? Has everybody.
1: Strength?
0: I think everybody has character strengths.
1: Everybody, everybody does. Qualities.
0: Everybody has
3: character strengths. Yeah. These are qualities. These are qualities that we see in ourselves, or maybe somebody else sees in us. And you know, they're not all the same for all of us. We we all have different makeups, different. Um, Characteristics about ourselves that, that make us um, have these strengths, make us who we are. Is this bragging?
0: It's bragging on God, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> of bringing out your own character strengths is actually a way of glorifying God, mm-hmm. isn't it? Of saying, wow, this is something that you have planted in my life. We, we, we read about the fruit of the Spirit, and, and how we are to manifest many of these qualities and these strengths as Christians. We want complete restoration in our lives so that we are reflecting God's love. And so bringing out these strengths because when I understand I have some strengths, how does that change?
3: Well, strengths can be used actually for, um, putting those values more into action. When we when we have values of honoring God or being there for the grandchildren, you know that those things are what's really important to us. And maybe we see some discrepancy. Maybe we we would like to be there. That's what's important to us, but we're struggling to get there. But if we can identify some of those qualities, those character traits that God is is growing in us, we can actually use those strengths to help us in the areas that we're having a hard time in.
0: Yes, and those strengths can be something that will give us more courage for service.
1: Because the Bible also says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And, and, and the, the, the uh, gifts are given, but fruit is grown. Amen. it's given to us in the form of seed. So our work as Christians is is that that seed is going to be cultivated. We're born again by the living word of God. So when we talk about a strength, um, there are people who, who hate God and who are atheists who have strengths. There are people who have amazing artistic ability or craftsmanship or organizing skills. You know, I can really organize a drawer. Um, whether I love God or not.
2: Her house um, is amazing. No, no,
1: now stop. It's but,
2: true. No. Everything is lined up. Okay. so I the, go home and clean. Oh, stop.
1: <laughs> so, so the point is, the point is, what what can be harnessed uh, to achieve this goal? If I can organize a drawer, can I can I organize? Can I plan some exercise into my day if I'm trying to lose fifty pounds? So, so pointing to that is not pointing away from God no. it's pointing to something that God has given me and it does give him glory because we're honoring him we're recognizing him in that process that's the difference with Christian coaching
0: and uh, the point that Vicki just made is that when you find a a strength and recognize that strength that you have maybe in in your workplace you take that strength and you say how do I use that strength to help me to reach my healthy weight, because those strengths that you have in this area, when you find success in one area of your life, you can you can take that success, the way that you you uh, were able to reach that success, and you can apply that to the challenge that you may be having in another area of your life. Because so I can be organized don't know
3: here about your strengths. You know, I don't think I have any strength.
0: <laughs> you just wait till we do our coaching in just a minute <laughs> our demonstration
3: <laughs> so what i was gonna say what you're supposed to say <laughs> what am i supposed to you say to read my mind. <laughs> if, if you if it's been something that you haven't really noticed about yourself or you know maybe you've had a hard time thinking about your any qualities about yourself so ask somebody that knows you well you know what do you see about me that that you've that you can appreciate you feel like there's a quality that that God has given me. Well,
2: oh, when it's time for etc. Et
0: when it's time for nominating yes, committees,
2: and the, you know you're really listing you. Uh, you're listing the blessings God has given you. You're you're what
0: what do you think um, that you could do? Yes.
2: Yeah, and so that's that's
0: it's not bragging. That's showing what your strengths yeah, are.
2: Strengths.
1: This is so un-New Age, because <laughs> we are recognizing that every human being is made in the image of God, and that they're given creative ability, they're given relational ability, they're given intelligence to reason. Logos, the word, was made flesh. This isn't about emptying of thought and blending with the cosmos. This is about helping the children of God recognize that this is the light that lights every man that comes into this
2: world.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you. Amen, amen. (laughs) Okay, the third point in appreciative inquiry is to create a supportive environment, and we're going to spend time on that tomorrow, but that's looking at creating an environment so it's easier to make healthy choices, move in the direction we want to go,
2: in nope, okay. just
0: wait. Uh, appreciative inquiry also helps find out what makes turns the light on mm-hmm. helps a person thrive mm-hmm. gardening for Vicki <laughs> not for me okay <laughs> we won't go into that
3: yeah it, so we see it helps helps imagine articulate and design a future and so we can again we'll ha- we're in a more positive frame of mind we can see the future more in a positive way
0: it invites different perspectives
3: optimism leads to greater outcomes
0: joyful people are more likely to engage in healthy okay. behaviors. behaviors joyful people finding the joy so how do you find the how do you find the passion that someone has there are some why questions that can be effective but many of the time many times we use why questions in the wrong way. We don't say, why did you miss your appointment? What do we say?
2: Um, It's right here. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What did we say?
0: (laughs) Not, why why is eating more vegetables a priority? (laughs) We've got some examples here. Instead of, why don't you? Okay, your turn. Why might you? (laughs) Why
3: haven't you? Why would it be good for you two? Why wouldn't you? Why couldn't it work for you two? But why can't
0: you? Why might it benefit you two? Why shouldn't you? Why might you want to? Why couldn't you?
3: Mm, Why might you decide to? And why aren't you? Oh, don't be
0: so nosy. (laughs) So there are some why questions that can be very ineffective and there are some why questions that can actually find the passion that can move people forward and conviction can being convicted and converted Uh, brain so uh, when okay let's do that we're going to talk about brainstorming storming tomorrow the short version is you ask for permission to give input and you brainstorm together, but our time is ticking right away, so we're going to do a demonstration right now. So um, the question is, the question is for you, Joanne. Yes. Okay, would you so turn the light on so you can see our faces?
3: So what we're going to do is just a, a little demonstration here of what you're going to be doing, you know, to practice with with your partner here. And so first, we're going to just you know, give you a little demo of
2: that. But yeah. you can
0: look on your handout. Um your blue handout. Yeah. On the back page. So so Joanne, what's an area where you've had a successful experience?
3: Um well the successful experience I was thinking about was back in the 70s I I lost about 60 pounds and so, um, that was my success back then, but then wow. i it kind of um about half of that creeped back on just in a few years, and so my more recent success that i'm I'm sharing is about eight years ago where things changed, and I was able to to lose that back down there
0: so you saw some success in your life and losing weight yes yes, how did that make you feel?
3: Oh my. How it made me feel was, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways emotionally. As far as my, um, it, it helped me be feel happier. Actually, it helped me feel like, um, you know, I was a better example. You know, I wanted to to be able to live live more of what I believed.
0: That felt really good. So you wanted to be a better example to other people, mm-hmm. and you just felt like you were living within your values. Yeah,
3: and so I did. I felt like I was, you know, it was more of honoring. God for me so there were there was mental emotional ways and also physically um benefits were that I I I felt better Mm
2: -hmm. so you felt better yeah
3: Mm -hmm. I would say that probably you know I felt I feel the best I've felt in my whole
0: life (laughs) yeah and that is an incredible experience isn't it yes yes what do you think led to that success
3: oh well what led to that success um we moved. We moved to the Grand Rapids area, and and I decided I I decided to have a garden. So I, I think and that so was this,
0: so. The gardening was one thing that led you to feel the the desire to want to change.
3: You know what happened, and it, it's almost when I um when I look at it like with appreciative inquiry, the, the problem kind of dissolves. The problem goes away as we change our focus. So your focus changed. It did. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't thinking about losing weight. I was thinking about having a garden.
0: And, and that made you more active?
3: It made me more active. It also helped me to eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, and eating more vegetables and eating more fiber, it helps to, to change my, you know, oh, I love sugar. And and that was really hard because I, I was trying to, you know, be a good example again. But in, and I would know people that would only eat, like, one dessert a week. And I would, oh, I would feel so ashamed of myself, you know. <laughs> I couldn't think of going a day without, you know, having a, having a good dose. And, uh, but what happened is that as I was eating more of these, my greens, because that was my favorite part of the
0: garden. You love my, your greens. Oh,
3: I love my collard and kale. And as I was eating more of those, it just my taste buds changed. And you were surprised. I was so surprised. I wasn't even focused on, you know, not eating so much of that the sugar. It just changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Thank
0: it you for really sharing exciting. that story. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. So tell how was that conversation maybe different than what is typical? There were so many positives.
2: Uh
0: huh. So she had a the focus. The focus was on a positive. It was an incremental because of the stages in life. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. I know. Just that. this case you're the coach. Yes. She was doing all the talking. Yes. And all you were doing is affirming what she was saying
0: Affirming what she was saying, reflecting what she said.
2: And by the end, she was feeling very good about herself.
0: you notice she was feeling good about it? Uh-huh. And and it was pretty exciting on this side too, to to watch that. Okay, she was sharing what she learned instead of me sharing what I know. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. One other point, yes? This must be a $1,000 program. You get more out of the positive than the negative, yes? Yes. The positive really ramps you up, doesn't it, and gives you fuel to go. You can get more with honey than a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We focus on the positive and not on the negative. Okay? The eyes are warm. My eyes were warm. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and inviting. Yeah, she got to see my eyes (laughs) on this side. But it it comes from inside this desire of really wanting to love another person and to really want to hear and being very curious about what's going on in another person's life. And realizing that I am not the change, per, I don't make the change. God makes the change in another person. And it's not about me, it's about the other. And um, and all of these principles, I think if if we gave you a true-false questionnaire, you would know how to answer the questions. But sometimes we don't put those things into practice. And I'm always evaluating after you know, after a conversation with somebody, I really reflect back on, you know, how could I improve the way that I listen?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and um, just kind of, it, it's a practice thing. It's not something that comes natural because naturally you want to pop in and go, yeah, I made a change too, and this is how I did it. Or don't you think you ought to do it this way? <laughs> and we have all these, you know, shake our fingers. Okay, so now you get to do this. And you get to practice. So you can use the back of the sheet here. Um, uh, you can use two to three people if you want an observer, or you can just, uh, do two people and just do exactly. Right, what we said, you know, just look them in the eye and, and read this question. And there's a, a couple of, uh, uh, when you ask a question, try to reflect back, uh huh, uh huh, or restate at least two or three times before you ask another question. But there's some follow-up open-ended questions like, what were the benefits or how, what do you think led to that success? Or what were some of the key ingredients? So there's a, there's a little cheat sheet there for you, but but uh, you know, and and that sounds like you know trying to to say back what you heard, and maybe it's what they implied. Maybe they didn't actually say those words, but you heard something, and you're reflecting back. That and you know
3: what you're going to be tempted to do probably just like I I was and Evelyn was yesterday is that once you get into your story. It's really hard to quit talking, but <laughs> but what we yeah. want you to do is just try to keep keep make shorter you know thirty seconds or whatever so that the so that your um the person that's asking you the questions has gets an opportunity to practice their reflections.
0: <laughs> when you have a really good listener, it's hard to stop sometimes. Okay, so we're giving you a few minutes to uh, to practice. Okay, you have you have three minutes uh, for each person. So after three minutes, we'll tell you to switch.
2: If you could wrap it up in 15 seconds
3: and then we'll switch partners. You've got 15, 20 seconds and then switch. Yeah, and now we'll switch and, and we'll switch. And so that we have three more minutes where the other person gets to share what's going well. All right. So, could we um, wrap that up in the next ten seconds here?
2: <laughs> okay. So, as we as we talk about
3: this, uh, just the short time that you've had together, I would just like for you, for you to tell us um, what what was this like for you as as the um, person being coached um, being asked this question what was that like for you
2: yeah kind of.
0: affirming. affirming uh-huh felt good uh-huh good. do you think that people listen to you when you talk on a typical day <coughs> and now you know how good it feels when somebody actually listens to you how does that, what, what does that make you want to do? Find more listeners? <laughs> <laughs> Come to this class? <laughs> it really makes you want to be that listener for another.
2: doesn't it?
3: Uh-huh. Anybody else share what it, what it was like for you to, to be
0: listened Uh-oh. to? You're in awe. <laughs> what was it like to be listened to? Yes. You're, sometimes you're nervous and wondering what to say to people, and you got to listen, and you didn't feel like you had to make the conversation. <laughs> felt pretty good. So just do a lot of reflecting, and people keep on talking. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was that like to, to, to do the
3: reflecting?
0: How about the coach? Yes. So you felt that, that you learned information that was useful in your own life by listening. You were inspired by listening to someone else's story. Okay. (laughs) Sign him up. (laughs) Okay. When you have someone listening like that, it inspires you to be. You want to be like them if you listen to their story about their strengths. Oh, you feel like the person listening is being like Christ as a As a listener an active listener becomes a trusted listener.
3: You know that brings out a really good point because every time we talk with people we're we're regaining their trust all over again. It's not just one time and then we're good after that. We have to demonstrate with that with them every single time to regain that trust.
1: You know we don't believe in predestination or predetermination. Uh, but we have nuclear power under our noses, and we can actually, you know, we can prophesy uh, doom and defeat in our own lives by the way we speak to ourselves and by the way we look at others and treat others. And I, a living example of this is uh, several years ago, I was in a different state, and a, a woman came to me from the in the church, a member, and she was di- rather disheveled, very overweight, and I remember thinking, you know, sister you know and then i had some thoughts and she came up to me and she said i'm so excited i've lost a hundred pounds i heard you and dane my story who do you think did some heavy repenting that day so we do this all the time and i love that word curious i don't know you i don't know your story what business do i have formulating a judgment when i don't know your story And, and even if i do is it going to help that person if I have that judgment? It, it may hurt them. So I want to have hope, I want to infuse people with hope, and courage, and strength, not defeat and doom and disgust. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Any other any other um, observations as either the coach or the listener? Has this been helpful for you? Yes. So your homework assignment. Guess what is to go out and ask those those same questions. You know, what was a highlight for you at camp meeting? Or what is the success that you've had in your life? Or what brings joy to you? And bring out that appreciative inquiry, asking questions to really appreciate another person. And as you're doing that, you get the blessing, don't you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for our time here today. We ask that your Holy Spirit will teach us, that will go with us, that will help us to understand this amazing skill that you did so eloquently when you were walking on this earth. Help us to have open hearts to others and truly learn how to love and listen. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio,